Long story short, that was the best use of nachos I've ever seen. It's the Boylan Rojas Podcast, episode 24. We've seen a lot. We've seen, yeah, it's been a while, guys. It's been a long, long time. It's been a long, time. long time coming, but a podcast going to come. Uh, Nick Boyle, what did we just see? We just, or should I say, I just saw Hidden Figures. Nick fell asleep for probably the... I think the movie was like two hours long, and you easily fell asleep for an hour and thirty-five minutes of it, <laughs> yeah. with the with the occasional wake up and like get into the movie for a second and fall right back asleep like two seconds later. But uh, overall, not a bad movie. It's up for best picture right now. Um, I don't really know what other awards it's nominated for right now, but we're trying to see all the best pictures currently. And this was on the list. We kind of were biting a bullet to go see it. We weren't really looking forward to it. Um, but I will say overall, I know I'm going to be speaking for most of this movie. Uh, it was good. It was kind of cool to see. Uh, I felt like I learned a lot from the movie that I didn't know. Learned about some historical figures. Uh, they did not say the name of the movie. So I'm disappointed already. It's already going down a notch. Now, moving forward than that... Uh, it just, I don't know. It was, I mean, I guess it's good for what it, what it was. Uh, I don't see how they could have made it better, but I will say that the first thing Nick asked when he woke up at the end of the movie was, did they make it to the moon? And I almost died laughing because that's totally not what this movie was about at all. The movie is about America. Uh, the Russians have made it to space and we still hadn't. And how do we get to space using uh, different figures, I guess. Hidden figures. Oh, pun. Uh, no, but overall, it was an okay movie. I mean, I'll give it like a pff, six and a half, honestly. Colonels out of ten colonels. I mean, see it, but like definitely not worth going to the movie. I can see why it's nominated for Best Picture, but at the same point, it didn't need to be. Do you really mean that? Do you really mean you can see why I got nominated? Kind of, yeah, actually. I thought she put, she put a... Uh, I don't know the actress's name. This is bad. I didn't even do my research before this movie. But uh, I don't know the actress's name. But I thought she actually put a very good performance on. All three of them did. Uh, very good um, portrayals of their character from... Which, based on true events and stuff, which was great. But you could see why it was nominated, I guess. Nah, I don't know. I kind of now going back on what I said. It's a very vanilla movie. Um, like, <laughs> no, just, it was just like kind of like bland and like sterilized. Like, look, yeah, I fell asleep in it. All right. Hand up. I messed up. I took Ron Butler and a Mech Okafor. There you go. They're pretty good. All right. Ryan Gomes was 235 pounds in high school. Yeah. Um, whatever the quote is. Um, but look. This, this movie just like it felt like it was a tame version of what really happened it did not need to be as long as it was I'm sure oh and my god it's an important story and I'm glad they made it I'm are you I, yeah because like I had no idea like that NASA was uh, was integrated like this at, at in the early 60s I would have liked to have known that um, but it, it felt very tame from what I saw of it. I don't know what the percentage of the movie I saw was. I was solidly awake for, I want to say, 40% of the movie at the beginning. And then I fell asleep. And then from that point on, I only woke up for like a minute at a time. Like Literally, every th- yeah. 
which was bad. But I'd wake up and people were like either like laughing or something like that. I'd be like, oh. There were some few funny parts. I, I was getting more amusement seeing your head go do the classic, like go down towards the chin, jerk back up. Oh. Go down towards the chin, jerk back up. And then you get, then you just nestle on your own shoulder. And I almost put my coat over your lap at one point. Ooh, cheaty. Put the baby to sleep. And I wore my glasses today, too, so you know, you know that's when you know I didn't get no sleep. Oh, yeah, you can tell. You were a little sleepy. That was not the movie to see. But it's all right. We yeah. saw it. It's we, over. I, we can cross it off the list. Cross it off the list. We've seen six out of the nine movies uh, that are nominated for Best Picture. The other ones looked pretty good that we still have to see, though. Moonlight, which we're both very looking forward to seeing that. But the problem is, is it's only playing at select theaters at, like, the worst times. Yeah. 12 o'clock and then 10 p.m. There isn't much to work with there. Some of us have jobs <laughs> including myself and you now then there's also fences denzel washington mm. that looks pretty good uh, we'll see how it goes i don't know i feel like it it seems like for two hours that doesn't need to be two hours too but i guess we'll see and then also uh last is hacksaw ridge we just never got a, it wasn't in theaters long enough um and now it's only playing at select theaters which kind of worries me that if it was only in theaters for such a short amount of time I don't know how good it's going to be, but it is nominated, so... Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the movies we have seen since we uh, last spoke and you listened. i got to pep it up a little bit. Again, I'm still very tired, but... Uh, Wait, so quick question. Do you what? think that they make all these based-on-true-events movies automatically nominated? I don't know if that's a fair thing to say, but I feel like, like Hacksaw Ridge, based-on-true-events. This one, based-on-true-events. But, like, what makes it so worth being nominated for Best Picture? Because I wouldn't consider this best, best picture. I would have put Nocturnal Animals before this movie on for best picture. Yeah, I've, I've seen better. I was thinking about that, too. I would have replaced, like, Green Room or Zootopia were better than this. Yeah. I'm not giving this movie a fair shake because I did fall asleep. But from what I saw early on, it was just, like, it felt very, like, your parents are going to love this movie because, like, of the story. But it just felt very, like, down the middle, didn't take any chances or risks or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit of a snob, but that's just I what I got. So we saw, we saw Patriots Day last Sunday with my parents. Yes. Um, I'm glad they made that movie. I'm gonna be able to show my kids that one day and be like, "Yep, this is an event that happened." It's movies like that that are important that they document it so that future generations can get a better understanding of what happened because you know they probably won't watch a documentary or anything like that. Um, but, you know, as for a movie goes, it was very much a down-the-middle movie. I gave it seven kernels out of ten. Wow, I'm surprised you were even that low. That's kind of shocking. Um, it, was just a, it was just a movie. Okay. Know? There was, like, a scene at the end with Mark Wahlberg's speech that, like, definitely knocked it off a point. You, see, I still can't believe you thought... Actually, no, but your dad said the same thing. I remember that. But my intake on that speech was them trying to put some positivity into the part of the movie... And look for obviously that's not something. It was all right. Patriots Day was a very real event for many of us because we went through it, we lived through it. But it was a very like you said the the speech he what, had what was. What do you mean by lived through it though? Like we were just like watching on the news. Yeah, but we all have like friends and loved ones that were there. I didn't. I can't. But so I mean, if you do, you do. I I didn't really have like any emotional connection to it other than like I love Boston and everything like that but I didn't know anybody who was at the marathon that day I guess my point is is we all came together as uh well sorry distracted um we all came oh it's sc it scans your license plate now we can cut this out but uh it scans your license plate at the beginning and the end so that's how it opens by itself now 
Really? Fun fact. I talked to the guy about it last week. Interesting. Anyways, I don't know. I felt a very deep connection to it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, like, when I was going through it at college, it was a very, like, Boston strong. Like, we all came together as a city and as ultimately a state and came together for the states, plural, came together for this act of terrorism. And it was just like, that was kind of the point I thought of the movie at that point was Mark Wahlberg's speech at the end was like, you know, even in times of despair, it was a very, it wasn't real. It was real, but it wasn't like what happened in the movie. He wasn't obviously like during the time of the event, sitting on the back of a truck, telling his buddy this quote, it was definitely like scripted for a movie. But it was just trying to put some positive light on the situation of how to still be positive and what they can't take from us, even if they do hurt us. That sort of a speech. And I, I personally liked it. But I gave that movie a 9 out of 10 kernels. I agree with you. I think it's going to completely... Um, <laughs> sorry. This is like the funniest thing. <laughs> so the guy's wearing like one of those winter hats with like the two flaps. And he's an older guy, so he's not moving that quickly. He's very he's like very demonstrative in how he's walking. Yeah, he needs a theme song. It's gonna snow, oh oh, right here in Dixie. <laughs> Shout out to my dad. <laughs> All right, so uh, back to what I was saying. I just thought that it was a good movie overall, good depiction. Um, but moving on. What is going on? That guy, that was insane. What I just saw. Oh my god. We just run red. Someone just now. ran a red light from the middle lane and drove to the right. Yeah, cut all traffic off. Oh, that was awful. Anyway, so what else did you see, Boyle? All right, we saw a lion. Yes. If you, uh, so this got nominated for Best Picture, right? Yes, it did. So, terrible. If you, look, the first half of that movie is amazing uh, with the, with, uh, you the know, the main boy. character, the little boy, Indian boy, missing. Amazing. And then Dev Patel shows up, and that movie just goes down like two points Ooh. in my book. It's a six movie at best, six out of ten kernels. If you like movies where your main character is on Google Earth for half of the movie, yeah. this movie's for you. And that's all I have to say about that, and that's that. I would even give this worse. I mean, I was going to give it like a 4.5 kernels out of 10. Stop. You, yeah. After that movie, you were like a 6. You said 6.5. Mm, well, then it settled more because I was. I told you I didn't like that movie. I was half asleep for half of it. It was awful. It, was, it wasn't awful. That first half was amazing. The first half was good and the last two minutes of the movie. But besides no. that, I wasn't thoroughly pleased. No, that movie was uh, that movie was worse than Hidden Figures was. Oh, fact for that, sure. Again, Lion getting nominated yeah. is a bad sign for movies this year because if people thought that was one of the like Hollywood, you don't need to overcorrect yourself too much just because like this is a movie that's like international and like oh god, this movie could have been better if it was a short. If it was like a short, I can tell when you're tired because you get very angry. I'm cranky right now. Next. <laughs> You saw Split. So I saw Split, which was fantastic. You have been so critical of this movie since we saw a trailer, and it was great. And you have to see it. It would have, I would have put Split before both of those movies. So well done. Uh, no, I don't know if that could really say that, but it was a good movie. Um, I easily would rate that movie a solid eight out of ten kernels. It thoroughly kept my attention. Uh, the way James McAvoy could change his character, his body figure, his tone of voice, the mannerisms he did in each one of the different characters that he portrays is just amazing. And you actually get to watch him watch him physically go from one voice and one face and change in a second to this whole other person. And it was 
miraculously done. I thought he did an outstanding stellar job with it. He really did. Um, and the plot kept you on your feet. The twist, um, there was this whole talk about a twist at the end. Um, I like it, but I wouldn't call it a twist per se. There's a different word for it, but I also don't want to spoiler anything either. But um, should I say spoiler plot spoiler alert? No, because I think no. some people want to see it. Okay, we'll see it. Um, I won't give anything away, but definitely tweet at us and let us know what you think once you see it. I'm interested to see what other people think about this movie because the ending was very good. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. So, um, I already rated it. Good, we're on. I also saw but the Bye Bye Man. Um, this was just a classic rough, rough horror movie. Um, <coughs> I mean, I like to see horror movies for what they are, so I saw it. It was all right. I'm glad I saw it. But at the same point, don't go out and spend your money on it. It was probably, I'd rate it about a 6.5 out of 10 kernels. Um, thoroughly... You know, you were kind of scared when you were in the moments. You know, more jumpy out scenes than anything. Uh, and you got to see a lot of the the horror guy, bad guy. I don't know what you want to call it. But uh, the scary part was right in your face, um, which was kind of cool. And besides that, see it on DVD if you're looking for a good horror movie one night. But besides that, don't rush out to go see it. Uh, moving on from that, we also, I saw, I, I saw a bunch compared to you um i saw don't think twice um it was a movie oh this is serious whatever this is right now hold on Mm, that looks serious uh so don't think twice about a bunch of actors who are it was kind of they were actually kind of showing which was interesting i think you'll like this uh it was the guy who plays um Ooh, i'm gonna mess this up k and peel uh, Who's the Keegan t- Michael Key? Keegan Michael Key. Okay, so he was one of the main characters, and there were a few other people I just honestly don't know their names. But um, um, the guy who was in uh, Sleepwalk with Me. What's his name? What's his name? Oh wait, watch. All right, well, while you what's look- the movie called again? Uh, don't think twice. There we go. It's riveting. Michael Key, uh, Mike Birbiglia, that's it. Okay. So, it's about these six actors and actresses um, who are trying to, they put on an improv show. It actually might be eight, but they put on an improv show every um, every week or whatever, and the business is going out of business, and they have to, yeah, they have to basically make they're trying to make it big all of them and they're trying to all get on the show called weekend live which is supposed to basically be saturday night live uh they actually even have like when they're there's scenes of them sitting in a room watching the tv and you can actually like it goes weekend live with starring blah 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 and there's a host and they even have like same sort of intro like video that like snl does it totally was not not ragging but mimicking it i guess is a better word um and it's about these improv people who are in a small theater trying to make it big and um and then what happens with that and how does it affect all of their lives once it happens it was kind of an interesting movie it was a good good one to see uh, i mean i re- i'd rate that one it was hard though it kind of like it had funny moments but it was dry at some points i'd, I'd probably give it a 6.5 out of 10 kernels um worth seeing though at some point if you're really just like ah oh, what the heck do i see i don't know 
Might be something to consider. And it was one of the best reviewed uh, movies of the summer, basically, too. Yeah, so and you, on Rotten Tomatoes. You had something to say about that. I was going to say, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 99%, and I was literally sitting on the couch like, what should I watch? And I was kind of shocked it got a 99% because at the end of it, like, I was watching it with my roommate Luke, and Luke had fallen asleep. And when I was watching, I was like, this is all right, but it wasn't anything 99% worthy, I thought at least. So, um, so yeah, so I saw that, and I gave it my rating. So, And I saw The Founder, uh, starring Michael Keaton. Um, Nick Offerman's in it as well. And uh, there's another guy in there that you might recognize from a few things. He's is like he really? he's one of those bad guys. Yeah, Nick Offerman is one of the brothers. So this is the story about how McDonald's was formed and how it grew from just being a single-stand restaurant in California to the biggest restaurant in the history of the world. Um, and uh, it was really interesting. Look, this is a... Again, this is another historical movie. Like this, we, this kind of a theme of today's episode is like a lot of based on true story things. So, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. You know, some of that stuff in the movie might have happened, might not. But uh, Ray Kroc, uh, played by Michael Keaton, what a great role by Michael Michael Keaton. He did such a great job acting in this movie, and uh, that's really the strength of this movie. You're like you're rooting for him so much at the beginning, then all of a sudden you're like, I'm not rooting for him for a good amount, and then towards the end you're like, well, wait a minute, this is a business. This is a business world, like. The two brothers weren't going to do anything. Like, Mung Keaton just was a better businessman, and that's the country we live in. So, um, you know, and I don't. There's nothing really to spoil. Like Ray Kroc ends up becoming the owner and founder of McDonald's, even though he's not one of the McDonald's brothers. What? I know. So, uh, but really, really strong movie. I'm disappointed that they didn't release it sooner, so that it could have been in contention for, um, you know, Oscar nominations. You which would have? I don't. See, that's the thing. Maybe I don't know. Lion. <laughs> God, like, it was, I don't know. It's a, it was, it was never a, a real dull moment in The Founder. Okay. It, it was interesting, the whole good movie. Good to know. So, it was good. Worth seeing, worth your time, uh, if you, especially if you like Michael Keaton movies. So, uh, that's that. The Oscars came out, and um, we're going to have a lot of thoughts about that as we approach, um, we'll do approach it. Yeah, so we're going to do, we're going to do a preview. We're probably going to do a preview, preview. episode. That dog. Dude, he's grilling us. Let me see this mic for a sec. Yeah. Also, so there is, uh, I also saw the Slenderman documentary. I don't know if you've heard about this I yet. Um, it's on HBO. It's a special. Uh, basically, Slenderman is a myth. It's been, it's, it came out years ago. I remember the first time I heard about it, I was in college. One of my boys, Chris, um, I was in his room and I never heard of it in, in his living room. And he was like, all right, you got to play the game. So he hooked it up to his huge screen TV, pitch black in the dark, and made me play this terrifying game. And it was, like, classic whatever. It was freaky. Like, Mr. Rojas, Cookie, do not play that game ever. But the documentary was just lame. Now, let me tell you, I, I it's a documentary, and I'm... So these two girls apparently thought that they were talking to Slender Man and getting into his, like following and like but like to the point that they were seeing him and all this stuff and they end up like stabbing one of their friends like 19 times and the girl lives and it's this whole thing about it but I don't know I'll I'll be honest I can't believe that it got sorry for my hiccups but it got 85% on Rotten Tomatoes and at 6.5 on IMDb and I'd go more IMDb on this like I was going to say, I'd only, give it, only, like... Only 13 critics reviewed it, though. I would give it a... I don't care. I would give it a six. 
out of 10 kernels. It was rough. I shut it off. Six, six would be a positive review. I couldn't even finish. I literally had to shut it off. So why would you give it a six? It just was not... Oh, like... Oh, yeah. Six is pretty high. Six is pretty high. I don't know. I guess... Maybe a five? Because it's still... it Honestly, the first half of it caught my attention... And I just thought that then it was like, I was like 45 minutes in. I was like, okay, this could be over. Just tell me the verdict. I don't want to keep seeing what happens. But that's my own opinion. Other people might think differently. I'm not sure. One thing I will suggest to see, and I know we don't do TV shows, but I'm saying it anyways. Slender Man. Okay. Not Slender Man. I just thought too long. I'm so tired. Anyways. No, not Slender Man. Series of Unfortunate Events. They made a TV show on Netflix. At Netflix, it? It, I finished it in like two days. It was so good, and it goes into all the books. Now I never read the books as a oh, kid. Really? Yeah, I know. So I was going fresh into this. All I'd seen was Jim Carrey's movie based upon oh, it. Oh, what? I know, I know. So, the books but are so good. But they, oh my God, Neil Patrick Harris knocks this out of the park. You have to see it. If you haven't seen it, and you're like, what should I watch? Go watch it. You're you're not. It's eight episodes. You're gonna fly through it. And it ultimately was, like, seriously really good. I, really, really good. Like, I suggested to anyone that needs to watch a TV show right now, that's what you should watch. I've been dying to watch it, actually. Well, there you go. Go watch it. All right. So, you want to quickly go through the, some of the big categories here for Academy Awards? Okay. Actor in a leading role, Casey Affleck, Andrew Garfield, Ryan Gosling, Viggo Mortensen, and Denzel Washington. I've only seen three of those movies. I'd have to give it to Casey Affleck, but a close second to Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, I would say Casey Affleck for that. Um... I could even see them, though, leaning towards Ryan Gosling in this, to be honest with you, after seeing the Academy Awards. Um, I could Golden see, Globes. Oh, sorry, Golden Globes. You're right. The Academy Awards is the Oscars. Um, but I would definitely, I would personally pick Casey. Now, actor in a supporting role. We got, not, uh, you can say that one. <laughs> <laughs> Marshala Ali for Moonlight. Jeff Bridges from Hell or High Water. Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea. Deb Fatale by, from Lion. And Michael Shannon, Nocturnal Animals. What a... Star-studded category. Stacked. Nick Boyle, choose. Hard for us to choose. Haven't seen Moonlight yet, so I almost want to come back to this one, but right now if yeah, I was... This to... one, I guess I've seen four. We've seen four We've of these. We've seen four of them, but I would yeah. probably give it to Jeff Bridges out of all four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lu- actually, wait, is Lucas Hedges the kid? Yeah, he's the kid. Oh, he did a really good job in Manchester by OC, but... Yeah. They, they probably won't give it to him over the older people. I would guess not either. And Michael Shannon, as great as he has... I don't think he, he has been. A, I don't think he put a fan like a like that good of a role in the movie. I was actually surprised. He was he, great. I, he did, but I was surprised he got the nomination instead of Aaron uh, Aaron Johnson Lewis. That's that shocked me. I don't think that's his name. No, it's Aaron, Aaron Johnson Taylor. Aaron Johnson. Yeah, it is. Lucas Hedges. Or is it Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't know. It's one of those names. We're, this is bad. Oof. So, and you know what's funny is probably. It's going to be irrelevant because Mahershala Ali is probably going to win it. He's probably. We still got to see Moonlight. Actress in a leading role, Isabel Huppert for Elle, Ruth Negga from Loving, Natalie Portman from Jackie, Emma Stone from La La Land, and Florence Foster Jenkins from Meryl Streep. I'll probably get it from Meryl because of that Golden Globe speech. <laughs> no comment. I will, pro- I, I will agree to, yeah, probably, but if not, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Emma Stone. Just because it's the one movie you saw? And it's because of the one lady I love. Yeah. They're, I, they, I think they're going to give it to either Meryl Streep or not Emma Stone. There we go. So... <laughs> Emma Stone is not going to win. If I were to put my money down. If you can tell we're if she If she wins, I'm going to be so mad. Because, like, I'm sure, like... I'm just going to start singing her songs. Mm-hmm. 
actress in a supporting role, Viola Davis, Fences. Naomi Harris, Moonlight. Nicole Kidman, Lion. Ugh. Octavia yeah. Spencer, Hidden Figures. And Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. Uh, wow. Those, so, are, those are weird. I've seen, we haven't seen three of those. Moonlight, so we can't even again. I know. I mean, I'd probably go out on a limb and say Viola Davis put on a hell of a show, but I'm interested to see how Naomi Harris does in Moonlight. But I have a feeling it's going to be between those two because Octavia Spencer did a good job in Hidden Figures, but nothing Academy Award. I mean, nothing. Uh, Acad- yeah. yeah, Academy Award worthy. Uh, Nicole Kidman, no. And Michelle Williams, no, not really. It wasn't about her. So moving no, on. it's a supporting role. I don't care. She was really great. Mm-hmm. But there's better. She was crying. It was intense. I can't cry. I'll cry for you. Animated feature film, Kubo Wait, and the Two Strings. Though, did you ever hear how James McAvoy makes himself cry? He got it from somebody else. I don't. It's not really appropriate to say. Oh. But about, I'm not. Well, I'm gonna say it. But like he like pulls his pubes to make himself cry. You can cut that out if you need to. But that's a true fact. So I don't know. That's one of the things he said on. It was an interview. I don't know if it was like Ellen or one of those shows. But he was on an interview, and that's how he said he makes himself cry. He goes, "You'd cry." <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. We learn something new every day. You're welcome. Anime feature film, <laughs> Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, My Life is a Zucchini, The Red Turtle, and Zootopia. Oof. Ah, oh, man. We've only seen two of those. We're slacking, dude. I don't know. We do a good job. Zootopia was the best of all those, I Zootopia saw. Zootopia was great, but I'm not going to lie. Moana might win it because it was all around the world. I know. They changed true. it for the languages and stuff. I could see that being a factor. Oh, and they definitely didn't do that for Zootopia? No, like there's like the albums and the songs and everything are com- were completely in. Remember, Austin was telling us about it. Like if you were in France, everything was in f- French. Yeah, and I like they, the I think they do that for every, I think they do that for every movie. When I went into the soundtracks for La La Land, I didn't find the Spanish or French version, but I did when I went to Moana. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's so, uh, that's a stretch. But if they do give it to that, um, you're gonna probably rub it in my face. Yes. I know, yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, cinematography, Arrival, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, Silence. Um, oh, man. I've only seen three of these movies. Lion was pretty legit. La La Land has, like, a lot of, like, color and stuff like that. Arrival. And a lot but... of, like, of those cut pieces. Like, yeah. where it, like... Well, now, cinematography is, like, achievement in what you see on the screen as a whole. So, I Eek. thought... I don't like this one. I th- thought of those three I think La La Land they're probably going to give it to because of the colors and the cinematography and doing like some of those long takes with the the coordination of getting like the camera to move around all these set pieces there yep. during all the dance routines I think is pretty pretty darn good um, that's my thought I'd agree alright so now let's skip ahead to uh, directing and then best picture okay. so directing Arrival Hacksaw Ridge La La Land Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight so we've seen three of those movies again. Uh, I'd say the best director. Uh, um, Hard because we've uh, seen Moonlight. I know I'm probably gonna go La La Land with those. I'm probably gonna go La La Land too, um, because I think Manchester by the Sea was more like I wouldn't give the director the credit for that movie. I would give that to the actors in the in the positions that they were playing. That's what made you really hooked into that movie for sure. That's a good point. So. Our best picture is probably at the bottom. Oh, when the short films come out and and the uh, animated shorts and the doc or, and the uh, live action shorts come out to uh, Cable Car, we're definitely gonna go see that. Um, where's the best picture? That was the first one. There it is. Oh, no. Like in the middle. 
Alright, so Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Any, I feel like any other year, Hell or High Water would not be nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Um, this is a weak year, boy. I would agree, man. Oh, classic, Eric. Um, I would totally agree with you. I don't think that the options were that. Like, honestly, looking at this, the only ones that even should be up here in my opinion, are La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Those are the only... And I haven't even seen Moonlight, but just what I've heard. I don't see any reason for Arrival to be up there. Good movie, but not best picture-worthy. Fences... Remember I Remember how much we loved Arrival when we saw it, though? I agree, but it just, like, not a best picture-worthy. No. But, I mean, I guess then you have to narrow down what makes a best picture. That's another... I mean, I think that's that's... That's what really factors into coming to these award, you know, awards and all this stuff for all these different type of awards and th- it just is like, what makes a best picture? Like you said, it's the it's the people. It's not like you or me. <laughs> I think, um, God, you know, I think for me those movies that should be on there are Arrival, La La Land, um, probably Hacksaw Ridge, um. Manchester by the Sea for sure and Moonlight uh, like Lion should not have been on there it just but but Boyle you say that and like I agree with you 100% but then what would you have replaced them with I guess Nocturnal Animals yeah, Nocturnal Animals should have been, been, been over there I'm over Lion so surprised by but Hell or High Water I mean that was a, probably the best movie of the summer Hell or High Water is definitely up there I think I'd have to look back the problem like Arrival is, has to be on there and it has to be it's one of the past 10 or 9 I movies. guess so now I don't think I'd be so nitpicky if it wasn't for the other movies too and again we haven't seen the other ones so I can't really speak to it but True. Deadpool I thought was a better movie than Hidden Figures was yeah in terms of importance it's not mm-hmm. but hey I don't know but that's our thoughts um, we asked for people to tweet out us questions and no one did I even texted my brother who got back on Twitter uh, Marcus who's listening right now he said he'll think of one and uh, he hasn't gotten back to me yet on Twitter. So that's where we're at, Marcus. Uh, if you're listening right now, yeah. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. No one likes the disappointed. The disappointed talk makes you feel awful. Um, I'd rather someone be mad at me than disappointed. Yeah. Not, yeah. not to name names or anything. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so hopefully we're back in the movies. And, uh, you know, we took a break for a while just because didn't get really – like we weren't really that excited about some of the movies that we saw. No, I was miserable going to the movie today. But I will say, even though how much I was bashing it, I didn't have an awful time. It could have been worse. Whenever I woke up, you seemed to be enjoying it. It, yeah. But you might have been laughing at me though. But I also, yeah. But I, <laughs> that's probably true. But I also just, I did think that it was interest. Like you said, it was something interesting to see as like a based on a true movie. I like those true movies. I, I, and it's just kind of like down easily. Yeah, and it's just like the founder. It's just like um, Patriots Day. All these movies. Oh, soon, um, Jake Gyllenhaal's movie is going to be coming out too. Jeff Alvin. Uh huh. Um, so those based on true movies, it's good because even if we don't love them right now, our kids are going to love them in future generations because they didn't go through it or didn't witness it or get to experience it the way some of us did. For instance, I wasn't there for when Hidden Figures, you know, that time, that era in the 60s. But looking back, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy looking at the old cars and stuff and like seeing they were using real footage and like movie footage and I, I like when they do that too and I don't know cool. it enticed me for the time I was in there it could have been shorter but it was a movie folks and when you get movie pass it's worth every dollar bill it is and I, they might they might come very close to making money on me this month versus the other way around 
I gotta see at least one or two more movies between now and February 8th. Never for me. Yeah. I'm always seeing movies. Oh, man. All right, well, action-packed episode, episode 24 in the books. Tweet at us, oboil92, at rojo36. Uh, let us know some of the movies that you've seen and what your thoughts are, and thanks for tweeting at us, guys. No, no, no.